yes, you're listening to Law and Gospel. I'm Pastor Tom Baker. And what's today's date? 8 plus 8 is 16. That's today's date. 8, 8, 16. Doesn't happen very often. Can't happen in the 2019 year because two numbers don't add up to 19 that are the same. What are we doing today? We're taking a look at the readings for the 13th Sunday after Pentecost and answering the question that was on the promo. Why does God consider some people to be false prophets? And how can you tell that you are listening to a false prophet? Well, the reading from Old Testament, Jeremiah 23, makes it really clear as to what a false prophet is. The first verse, 16, thus says the Lord of hosts, do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you, filling you with vain hopes. Now, vain hopes means empty hopes, hopes that will really not come to pass. But how do you know that it's a vain hope? For example, they may be talking about that it may be well with you if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Is, is that a vain hope? Well, it might be. It all depends on the next passage. You ready? They speak visions of their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. What does that mean, not from the mouth of the Lord? How do they know what is the mouth of the Lord? Well, what does the mouth do? It speaks. What does it speak? It speaks words. Therefore, where or what is the word of God? Well, first of all, it's clearly the scriptures. Second of all, the word of God also refers to the second person of the Trinity, Jesus Christ. The way I have said this on Law and Gospel, and I'm Tom Baker, by the way, is if I ever say something you disagree with, please call me and ask, where is it in the Bible? And if I cannot find it in the Bible, then turn the station. I am a false preacher. Preachers have a really easy job in their messaging Unlike a, po a politician. How so? A, a politician, let's say he wants to make a law, but every law, by the way, that you make always has unintended negative consequences. So you want to filter out those as much as possible, which is impossible. Uh, for example, wouldn't it be wonderful if everybody made $15 an hour? Yes, so they pass a law to do that, and guess what? Small restaurants start firing their staff. They put in their place apps, APPS, which I have for a White Castle. What is an app? I can go to my computer, order, telling them when I'm going to pick it up, and when I get there, the bag is all ready. I give them the money. In fact, some apps allow you to pay for it ahead of time. You walk out of the store. They need a lot fewer employees because they're not really able 
to charge the same prices when employee wages go up. But maybe they can put wages up but just not have as many employees. It's very difficult to be a politician because God doesn't give clear advice from his word as to what specificity ought to be in a particular law. In contrast, my job is really simple. My job in preaching sermons, doing Bible studies, is simply to repeat what God has already said in the Bible. Now, where the job is difficult is you really can't do that properly if you don't know the original languages. There are insights, knowing the original languages, that just are not found in the English. In fact, we're going to be talking about that, I believe, on Wednesday. That's Insight Wednesday. When we're going to try and make the case that Christians are not saved by faith. Ooh, that's interesting. But let's get back to the issue today. God is saying they speak visions of their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. That is, there's no backup in Scripture. For example, they say continually to those who despise the word of the Lord, it shall be well with you. And to everyone who stubbornly follows his own heart, they say, no disaster shall come upon you. Uh, Want an example? The Islamic faith clearly teaches that those who kill infidels will have a wonderful time in the afterlife. See, that, that's not from the mouth of the Lord. That's a vision of their own mind. We've said it here a number of times. What is the similar theme of every religion outside of Christianity? Every religion has a view of God that matches the personality of the people. In other words, if I want to believe in God, this is the kind of God I want to believe in. Now, that view, unfortunately, is not just found in non-Christian religions. Uh, There are those, and I'm not saying they're consistent with this all the way through, or that they're not Christian, but there are definitely those who speak in such a way that they give hopes that are false. I'm speaking particularly of someone like Joel Osteen. If you listen to what he has to say, I don't think I've ever heard him say that there is nothing you have to do to be saved because the cross of Christ took care of everything. Just through faith, you're saved. No. His message is one of hope that isn't found in the Bible. If you only put your mind to it, if you have enough faith in yourself with the help of God, you can accomplish anything. And unfortunately, that is false. Just ask the apostles. Oh, they accomplished a lot, but 
except for John, we believe they were all martyred. How does that say, no disaster shall come upon you? And, and though at times Rick Warren has some interesting things to say uh, based on Scripture, his new reformation is one is, the reason you are not getting blessed is that you are not obedient enough. Boy, how'd you, how would you like to be a child in his family? The fact of the matter is, is that's unbiblical. My blessings don't come about because of my obedience. They come about because of God's grace. And remember what grace is? Grace is giving you something you don't deserve. But in Rick Warren's mind, God is kind of a God of karma. You do good to him, he'll do good to you. In contrast to Christianity, which says you spit in the face of Jesus, he forgives you. Wow, what a, what a difference. This Jeremiah 23 is really interesting. So far, we've learned that false prophets are those who fill you with vain hopes because they are speaking out of their minds, not from God's word. Verse 18 continues this. For who among them has stood in the counsel of the Lord to see and hear his word? Or who has paid attention to his word and listened? Oh, you want an example? It's called Adam and Eve. They stood in the counsel of the Lord. They heard what he said, don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but they did not listen. And look what was the, what was the result. By the way, although Jeremiah doesn't make it that clear, if you're not listening to the mouth of the Lord, you're listening to the mouth of Satan. That, that's why we're having so much problems in this country with morality, because Satan is being listened to rather than Jesus Christ. In fact, a tomorrow... We normally do the hymn uh, for the coming Sunday, which is the 13th Sunday after Pentecost. Yes, the church kind of assigns uh, a main hymn, and then there's other hymns depending on the readings. But the hymn assigned for this Sunday is really good because it is so close in theme to the Old Testament reading from Jeremiah 23. It's entitled, Lord, Keep Us Steadfast in Your Word. And guess who wrote it? Yes, Martin Luther wrote it. Guess who translated it? My favorite translator, Catherine Winkworth. Why are we talking about this today? Because tomorrow, Pastor Mark Smith has indicated to me that he has a funeral he needs to attend so we're going to have a different subject on Rumination Tuesday. Instead, we're taking a look at the hymn today. And it's really quite appropriate because it fits so well with Jeremiah 23, 
where God says false prophets speak visions of their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. Listen to the first stanza. Lord, keep us steadfast in your word. Curb those who by deceit or sword would wrest the kingdom from your son and bring to naught all he has done. Boy, Martin Luther really hit the nail on the head here because he makes it very clear that insofar as we do not remain steadfast in the word, either Jesus or the scriptures, then we will be misled by false prophets, false teachers. One of the items the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod is very concerned about is the number of youth that leave the church soon after confirmation. Now, half of them return when they get married and have a child and bring to Sunday school. But why are they leaving the church? Because they often go to public schools and colleges where, guess what? They are told Satan's lies. Satan's lies about evolution. Satan lies of, about born of a virgin. Satan lies about Jesus really isn't a savior. Satan lies about homosexuality is, homosexuality is okay, abortion is okay, gay marriage is okay. This is all eating of the forbidden fruit. The church really has a lot on its hands to deal with. As we teach our people how to confront Satan, and rather than listening to the vain hopes, we need to hear from the mouth of the Lord. Stanza two of Luther's hymn, Lord, keep us steadfast in your word. Lord Jesus Christ, your power make known. For you are Lord of lords alone. Defend your holy church that we may sing your praises eternally. And how does Jesus defend his holy church? He does it by speaking to us. We had a funeral at Trinity Lutheran Orchard Farm where I am helping out as a pastor the, their pastor took a call to another a location. But during that funeral, time and time again, we were able to speak from the word of God, giving the assurance to those who grieved that the person that they so loved was in heaven for sure because of her baptism. And that was a great comfort to these people. Why was it a great comfort? Because it was straight from the Word of God. So when we speak straight from the Word of God, then we're talking from the mouth of God. Stanza three of Lord, keep us steadfast in your Word. O comforter of priceless worth, send peace and unity on earth. Support us in our final strife and lead us out of death to life. Now, now, that's not just talking about physical death. 
because we're born being dead. Because of our sinful nature, we are really part of the kingdom of Satan. That's why it is so important to baptize infants. Because that baptism removes them from the kingdom of Satan and places them in the kingdom of God. It's a huge difference. And it's a difference that a lot of people simply don't recognize. And the reason they don't recognize it is because they're not hearing from the mouth of the Lord. They're hearing from the minds of human beings. Christianity is such a unique faith that it is impossible for a sinful human being ever to devise a religion that even comes close to it. I mean, what religion says your works don't count at all as to whether you go to heaven or hell? What religion teaches that God does everything for your salvation? What religion teaches that the eternal God became a human being? What religion teaches that he died on the cross in order to pay the penalty for your sins so that heaven is your home? Nobody comes close. This idea you hear on television and radio all the time that all religions are the same, namely love your neighbor as yourself, help out the poor, this is nonsense. It's not that all religions don't teach that, but Christianity has a teaching in regard to that that no other religion even comes close. So, going on after hearing Luther's hymn, Keep Us Steadfast in Your Word, listen what God says. I did not send the prophets, yet they ran. I did not speak to them, yet they prophesied. But if they had stood in my counsel, then they would have proclaimed my words to my people. And they would have turned them from their evil way and from the evil of their deeds. Now, now wait a minute. Aren't there a lot of Christian preachers, at least they call themselves that, who appear to be preaching God's word and a lot of people are helped by it? No. You know what is the worst evil deed you can do? Is a good work. What? How can doing a good work be such an evil deed? Well, think of a child. He wants his parents to love him. So he does good works to train them to love him, to manipulate them to love him. He comes home and he says, is dinner ready? Look it. I took out the garbage and I cut the lawn. And dad, I even washed your car. What's for dinner? What a sad situation for a child. And yet, all religions teach that. God, look what I've done for you. I go to church. I give offerings. I help out the poor. I give food to the needy. Am I not qualified now to be part of your family? (laughs) 
Well, what adoption agency only adopts children that become qualified to be adopted? There is no qualification. You know, there are some parents-to-be that will take an autistic child. They know that to be, but they really want to be helpful and, and love that child. There's nothing the child can do to become qualified to be adopted, except be a human being. God continues. I mean, this Jeremiah 23, 16 to 29 is really good. Am I a God at hand, declares the Lord, and not a God afar off? Can a man hide himself in secret places so that I cannot see him, declares the Lord? Well, Adam and Eve learned that. Remember they went to hide in the bushes <laughs> where God was? You see, people think that God is so close to me that what I think is really God's thoughts. No, if, if you don't have a Bible verse to back up your preaching, you are preaching for Satan. You're never preaching for God. Verse 25 makes that clear. I've heard what the prophets have said who prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. How long shall there be lies in the heart of the prophets who prophesy lies and who prophesy the deceit of their own heart? This is why false teaching is so horrible. This is why you should be listening to KFUO. And, of course, you can do that any way in the world just by going KFUO.org. Because... The Bible study, the, the music, the devotions, the interviews are all focused on here's what the Word of God says. But instead of false prophet lies, they say what is in their own heart, and therefore people forget my name by the dreams that they are told, even as the fathers forgot my name for Baal. Well, you know who Baal was, that idol. So verse 28, here's God's advice. I'll let the prophet who has a dream tell the dream, but let him who has my word speak my word faithfully. Wow. The, the last verse seems a little odd. Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks a rock in pieces? Well, why would God use that as a, a metaphor? Because you are the rock that needs to be broken in pieces. It's called preaching the law. When you listen to false prophets, you will always get the impression that what you do is what's going to save you. Works trump Jesus. That is to say, the assurance of your salvation and your efforts in this life will be to do works so that God will be pleased. Because if you can please God, perhaps he'll save you. Well, God already has been pleased, but not by you. By the death of his only 
begotten Son, Jesus Christ. He is so pleased with that death that he is reconciled to the whole world. That is, he is willing to not take the punishment of our sins upon us because Jesus took it upon him. But unfortunately, there are too many false prophets who keep talking about how you can save yourself, how you can do anything well with the help of the Lord, how you can get more blessings if you're only more obedient. No, God gives blessings to Christians all the time, regardless of your obedience. I'll tell you a great blessing. When you break the law, let's say you go over the speed limit, it is a blessing to be stopped by the police, given a ticket, because then you'll drive more safely, at least for a while. Blessings aren't always positive things from our point of view, but negative things. The lady we buried last week found out in March that she had ALS. At first, frightened, but then with the help of hearing the word of God, it became a blessing. As she clung to God even more and thanked him for the word that she was hearing that came from the mouth of God. Because Pastor Smith is doing a funeral tomorrow, we won't be going through the hymn, which we just did. We'll have another topic. So I'm Tom Baker. Till tomorrow, then, God bless. Listen to Law and Gospel each weekday at this time on Worldwide KFUO. For a contribution to the program, make your check payable to Law and Gospel and mail it to Pastor Tom Baker, Post Office Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri 63132. You can call toll-free at 1-877-267-1962 or email lawandgospel at lawandgospel101.com. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.